Welcome to Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and I'm joined today by Kayleen Johnson. Each week, I interview coaches and spiritual explorers from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. Self-love, well-being, and mindset are at the heart of our conversations because once you change the inside, the outside will begin to change as well. Hey, beautiful friends, welcome back to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. I've had the honor and privilege to interview numerous truly amazing women during this self-care series called Life in Full Bloom, Living from the Inside Out, and I'm thrilled to share today's guest. Kayleen Johnson has a passion for people. She loves quickly and wholeheartedly. She has a BA in theater art studies from Brigham Young University. People and their stories have always been important to her which is part of the reason she started the podcast, Scars We Share. True connection happens through vulnerability. Kayleen, welcome to the podcast. I'm really delighted you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be on. You know, when I re- when I was reading that, that sentence, true connection happens through vulnerability, every emotion is telling us a story. And and I and I just love the the premise of your podcast. So I definitely want to talk about your podcast as we're going going through the interview. For sure, it's it's a passion of mine. So <laughs> absolutely, I do start off with my signature question, and that is, what does exploring the seasons of life mean to you personally or in your business? Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I I was really trying to put some thought into this because, I mean, everyone has different seasons in their life, you know, ups and downs, highs, lows, and so many things in between there. And I was thinking about the actual seasons, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, and whatnot. And everyone has a season that they love. You know, everyone, you know, and, and it's different for people. Mine personally is fall. I absolutely love fall and everyone has a season that may not be their favorite. And for me, that's summer, which we're in right now. Um, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I think that there's a lot in that, like there are going to be seasons in your life that you absolutely love. And then there are going to be seasons in your life where it's like, okay, I just got to get through this. I just got to get through this. But something that I was thinking about, you know, with the actual seasons, weather-wise, there's still something beautiful in all of the seasons. Like, so spring is, I also really enjoy spring. And that one, you know, just naturally has, there's this regrowth. There's so many good things happening. There's rain and sunshine, both going into making these things blossom and bloom. And our lives can totally be a season of regrowth and blossoming. Absolutely. Summer is one that I don't like. Because I don't like heat. I don't like extreme heat. It's just, and my husband likes things cold. He gets hot too easily, but I get, I like, I'm always cold. And so it's just a struggle because he wants the thermostat down like super low, but then I'm like, I'm kind of cold with the thermostat. And so (laughs) I just hate summer. I just don't like summer, but there's still things that I love about summer. 
because at those beautiful summer evenings where you get to just enjoy being outside and the days are longer so it doesn't get dark as easily as quickly like you know there are still things that I love about summer even though I don't like summer and usually for me it's like hey can we just get to fall already can we just get to fall but then fall is interesting it's my favorite season but if you think about it it actually there's a lot of like death there's a lot of like things shed in in preparation for winter and i was i just got me thinking like there are absolutely things in our life where our season of life is is that shedding exactly. things it's shedding it's letting things die so that way when comes springtime you're ready for that regrowth to happen you're ready for things to bloom in different ways um and then winter i actually love winter <laughs> but i do get to the point where it's like hey i'm getting kind of done with the cold and everything and i'm ready to move on but it's more of a like positive i'm ready to move on if that makes sense it's like okay yeah no this is good this has been good i've really enjoyed these darker days because I am kind of a vampire and I don't like the sun. And so <laughs> like, but anyway, so that like, that was just kind of in my head is like, we really do go through all of these different seasons in our life. And there's going to be really hard things that we go through, but there's also always beautiful things happening. And I think that's one of the things that's just so wonderful about different seasons of our lives is we may not like that season of our life and we don't have to like every season of our life that we go through, but everything that we go through is a part of who we are and makes up who we are. And we wouldn't be who we are now without everything that we've gone through. So I love that. Oh, Kayleen, I, I love what you were just saying. And I really think this question up, it, it, if I think if people ask themselves this question, it really, you know, opens up and allows us to look at all those cycles of our mm -hmm. own lives, like more closely yep. and see exactly what you're talking about. We go through all of them and we may not like all of them. We may love some of them, but they are making us who we are. Yeah, yep. yeah. absolutely. Beautiful. Yep. Love it. <laughs> now you see why that's my favorite question. Yes, it's so good. It really is so good. I loved it. I actually really like I was taking notes as I was thinking about things and I was I took a lot of notes on that. Like I was like, I'm not even going to say all of this, but this is just really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have your podcast scars we share. I would love to hear about that. You know, as a fellow podcaster, you know, what got you started in podcasting and your whole journey with that? Yeah. So it, uh, <laughs> the start of it is kind of interesting. So um, long story, very, very, very short. I got very sick in 2016 and had to have lung surgery because I had a lung infection that was quite literally life-threatening. I ended up in the ICU with septicemia, like I was septic, and I had this really terrible lung infection. So I had to have lung surgery. And so I have a very decently sized scar on my back where they had to completely cut me open. And I was gonna have I was gonna write a blog post about my experience. 
and whatnot. And I wanted my husband to take photos for me because he's a photographer. And so I was like, hey, I would like to have photos of my scar to go along with the blog post that I'm writing. And so he was taking these photos. And I mean, this is my husband, the person I'm the closest, most intimate with in the whole world. And even while he was doing the photos, I felt so vulnerable because I was topless because with where the scar is and whatnot, like I was topless. And I was like, I feel so weird. Like this is my husband taking these photos. And I still felt so extremely vulnerable. And I was like, hey, wait, what's what's with this? Wait, why am I feeling this way? And so I just was like, hey, I want to connect physical scars to internal scars. And I was going to put that in my blog post. And as I was writing, I'm like, this is so much bigger than a blog post. I'm like, this is so much longer than a blog post. I was like, maybe I should talk to other people and have like guest bloggers or like blog about other people. And then I was like, no, it's still so much. It's still bigger than that. Because I want people to tell their story in their own voice and in their own way. And so it just kind of was like, oh, a podcast around physical and internal scars. And so Scars We Share was born. That That is a beautiful story in that the whole thing is beautiful and not the, not the, not the surgery and everything, but, but, you know, just the, having that vulnerability around your husband and realizing that it was a much bigger story that needed to be shared and that other people needed to be able to talk about that. And also the, the external and the internal scars, because we all have them. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's scars we share because everyone shares scars. That's right. So how long have you had your podcast? So in September, it will be two years. In two years. Yeah. Congratulations. Because for people that are, you know, are not podcasters or don't, are not into podcasting, they don't realize that it's really a lot of work and it's, and it's a, it's a, something from our hearts that we're doing. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. (laughs) Well, now I understand when they say, you know, when, you know, people going into things and they're, they don't know what they're stepping into is sometimes best. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. So on your podcast, now you, you asked your guests to share three things Mm -hmm. and I would love for you to talk about those, what those three things are. And I was going to say, and talk about them in terms of vulnerability, but I think as soon as you're saying those, it's going to make perfect sense. (laughs) But, But if you could just kind of go into that, I would love it. Yeah. So the first question I always ask people is what physical scar do you have? And the, this has multiple purposes. You know, it is like connecting physical to internal scars. Um, but it's also to help people get comfortable because I'm about to ask them very vulnerable things. And starting with something like, talk to me about a physical scar you have. It actually allows people to kind of, okay, take a breath. I can talk about a physical scar. Um And so, I don't know, it's just actually really good lead in. It helps kind of just get us into the groove. So that way they are more comfortable moving into the conversation. Uh, And often some people's physical scar leads into their internal scar. Um, So I start with that one. And then I ask, what internal scar are you willing to talk about? 
And that varies a lot. I've had a lot of different people on talking about a variety of internal scars. And he's just about anything you can think of, I I think, uh, like anything from miscarriage, stillbirth, to mental illness, to cancer, marital abuse, parental abuse, suicide, like nothing is taboo on my podcast. I, everything is up and okay to talk about on my podcast. I don't put any restrictions on it because people need to be able to share their story without restrictions and without, without putting anything on it. And so any, anything anyone is willing to talk about, I ask them to be on. And then after those two questions, I ask, how have you overcome it all? And the, the actually kind of beautiful thing is I rarely have to ask that question because typically as they're telling their story, it comes up organically. There are very, very few times that I actually have to ask that question. Sometimes I'll ask questions to bring it out more, but, but that's where we go is we want to talk about, okay, what's the physical scar? What's that? What's the outward scar that you have that you've experienced? Now, what, what's an inward one? What's one that's on the inside? Because that's where, that's where the real big difficulty is, is the internal scars. Because our physical, we can get help healing our physical scars. Typically, you know, if you go to a medical, if it's a deep scar, if it's a big wound, there are professionals who know how to help you heal it. And it's a very like, this is what we do. There's specific steps to fix it. Whereas with internal scars, it's not that easy. Yes, there are professionals to help you work through things, but it's not just a cut and dry. These are the steps to healing because everyone's different. Everyone has been through different things. Everyone has experienced things differently. And so, I don't know. I just think there's such a beauty in really jumping into those internal scars to let other people know that they're not alone. And that, yes. And I love that. And that's, that's what is so what is the word I'm looking for? You know, when you have these, like I, I had a, a guest on that talked about her conversation circles. I have death cafes where people just gather and they talk about the hard things in life. Yeah. And that's your, that's what your podcast is all about. Uh, giving people the space yeah. and the safety to talk about those hard things in life, but that they came through on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty in it. Like, I really wanted to make sure that 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 was in there. Like, how have you overcome it all? Or how are you dealing with it all? Because some of the people who've been on, like, they're very much still in it. And so we talk about like, so what are things that you're doing now to kind of help you keep moving forward? And I think like, there's such beauty and strength in that, because it lets people know, hey, you may be in a really difficult season of life, but there is another side. There is something next. There is something after this. Because sometimes when we're stuck in that difficult season, it's really hard to imagine what life is going to be after it because we're so stuck in it because it's so intense. So being able to listen to other people who have been through extremely difficult, horrifying things, they come out on the other side always. They always do. And so being able to hear other people share those stories, I think gives so much strength 
to other people to be like, okay, okay, I can do this. You know, and I think when people are listening to a podcast, for example, and I'll take my, my particular podcast, they may be listening to an episode and they may, you know, they, they may be doing things in the background, you know, and not listening to every word, but maybe they're getting a sentence or a snippet or a word that just really makes them just pause and like really listen to that. And then that will help take them take the next step. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I, that's, I think with people hearing your guest stories, that's given them permission mm-hmm. to move on yes. and do what they need to do. Yes. And I seriously love that you said that give permission because as ridiculous as it is, you, sometimes you like have this inability to give your per, yourself permission to do something. And it's, it's this really ridiculous thing that I think we all need to retrain ourselves out of. But, but sometimes hearing someone else, it just gives you that permission. It's like, oh, you gave me permission to do this. I think I can do this now. Love that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so do you have a, um, a couple of um, episodes that were really memorable for you that you could share with us? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and it's so hard because all of my guests just absolutely blow me away. Um, but the two that popped in my head, the fastest, I guess, were uh, one with Ben Hopkin. He was like the way that I knew him was he was a professor at BYU. He actually was one of my husband's professors for a voice acting class that my husband took. And so I heard lots about Ben Hopkin and like I knew him because he was one of the faculty there and I went there and whatnot. And so that's how I met Ben. And I just absolutely loved him. And he was a like social justice warrior. He just this amazing person. And I reached out to him because I was like, you are perfect. You're like, you were the perfect guest for my, for my podcast. And he was going through cancer. And so I was like, if you're up for it, I would love for you to talk about what you've been going through. And so he did. And it took a while because we had very different schedules and it was really difficult, but we finally, finally got together and recorded. And it just, the recording in and of itself was so healing for both of us. We had such a good conversation. And after the recording, like after I hit stop and I'm like, I I seriously regret hitting stop on the record button because I wish that I'd been able to record more. Like I wish I'd recorded our discussion after the fact. We had this beautiful, beautiful conversation between the two of us during recording and after. And uh, he actually ended up passing away from his cancer a week before his episode aired. Hmm. And So that one just sticks so close to me because I was like, Mm -hmm. this isn't what I, oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional thinking about it. He was like just such an amazing person. Um, I was like, this isn't what I was going into podcasting for. Like, this isn't what I was, I didn't intend on recording with someone who then wouldn't ever be there to hear it. But 
his loved ones are. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful thing to his loved ones to be able to go back and listen to him telling his beautiful, vulnerable story in his own voice and hear his laugh and hear just everything about him. I was like, you know, that's not ever what I went into this for, but what a beautiful thing to keep going after. Um, Anyway, so that is one that's memorable, partially just because of all the experience around it. Um, And then the other one that's really memorable was it's an episode with Clayton Kohler and it was in the LGBTQ season that I did because I did a season where I just talked to members of the LGBTQ community or people like within like kind of in and around that. Uh, And so I had on someone named Clayton that I had went that I'd gone to high school with. And so we were like friends in high school and we were in like a farming community. So we lived in a small small area. Our high school is not very big. Our graduating class was like less than 175 students. So like, yeah. So going to high school with him, like it, it wasn't just like, Oh, I think I went to high school with him. It's like, no, like it was a big deal. Like I went to high school with him and he had been through some very intense things that I had no idea. I just had no idea. Here we grew up in this small town together and he had been through so many things and I just didn't even know. And it just hit me afterward. I was like, this is someone I I grew up with and I had absolutely no idea what was going on in his life. I had absolutely no idea what had gone on after high school. And so it just hit me like, Seriously, you don't know what's going on for people. You have no idea what they've been through. You have no idea what they're going through. And I know that it is so cliche, but like, seriously, be kind to everyone because you have no idea what they're going through. And if you can just live your life in kindness and love, how helpful can you be for that one person, that person that's in the store that you said hi to and smiled at just because that literally could have been their saving moment for the day because you have no idea what they're experiencing in their life. So that stood out to me just so much because I just had no, I I had no clue what he'd been through and it was just pretty intense. Like we both cried during the episode and (laughs) had a wonderful, wonderful talk. Um, But yeah, those two were the fastest and first ones that popped into my head when I was thinking about memorable ones But yeah. Well, thank you for sharing both of those because those are both. Well, one, I want to say that the, the episode you had with, with um, your first guest, what was his name? Ben. Ben that passed away. I was thinking, as you said that you're right to have that recording for his family is priceless. And because I think of that in terms of, okay, I don't want to start crying here, but you know, when somebody passes away and you don't really have anything left to hear from, that's just very, very moving. So thank you for sharing both of those. Yeah. So this, you have a journal Mm -hmm. and it's called Empress Journal a journal positively for women. 
Now, why did you create it specifically for women? So, because there wasn't one for women at the time. (laughs) So I, I had really wanted to make some changes in my life and get on a better, on a, get on a better track. And so my husband did a bunch of research and found a like goal-based or goal-driven journal for me to give me for Christmas. And it actually, it was so thoughtful and it was helpful. Like I found the journal to be very, it was very helpful, but it was also uh, inherently masculine. The majority of the quotes in it were by men. I'd say like at least 90% of the quotes in it were by men. Some of the women who did have quotes in it were written as anonymous, even though it was a woman who had said, so there was just, there was just stuff in there that I was like, this is inherently masculine. Like, I don't want, I already get enough of the patriarchy in my normal life. Like, how about I just have something that's like for me and I couldn't find anything like it. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to create this, even if it's only for myself, I want something, I want something different. And so I, I tweaked things. I made it really what was helpful for me as a woman and made sure that every single quote in it is by a woman, every single one. And there's a quote on pretty much every page. And so, (laughs) so that's a lot of quotes. Um, But every single one is by a woman. And I, we also had to make sure that they were in the public domain (laughs) because we didn't want to deal with like, how do we get permission to use this? So we just made sure that all the quotes were in the public domain. But that means that we have quotes from like way, 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 way back in history, like ancient Egyptian, ancient Greek, all of these things. Like, and it was hard. My husband did a lot of the like finding all of the quotes. And it was actually kind of difficult to find quotes by women in the public domain because it was never important to write down what women had said. Right. So it was, it was difficult to get all of those quotes, but it's beautiful. And I love looking back at them. And some of them are very lighthearted and will probably make you laugh and chuckle when you read them. And then there's others where I'm like, "Mm, yes, yes. So that's like, I just wanted something for women, just for women, because there's lots of things for men. And I wanted something for me. <laughs> there you go. Well, do you know, ha- I'm, I'm just, I'm asking this off the cuff here, but do you have a favorite quote in one of your journals? So, oh man, I don't know if I actually have one right here. Um, oh, sorry. I just opened it to where I'm at in it. <laughs> and the quote on this one is life is always a tightrope or a feather bed. Give me the tightrope. Uh, and that's why Edith Wharton. Um, man, there are just so many good things. So many good things. I don't know if I will be able to find it. <laughs> but there's one that is just absolutely amazing. Um, I can't remember who exactly it was that said it. But she was talking about how she rode bare-breasted. <laughs> like in ancient times and stunned all the men. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but it is, it's one of the ones where every time I read it, I'm just like, (laughs) Oh, here it is. 
I dressed my maids as Amazons and rode bare-breasted halfway to Damascus. Louis had a seizure and I damn near died of windburn, but the troops were were dazzled. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor of Aquitaine or something like that. So like I absolutely love that one because I'm just like oh I just I love it. Um, but one that one that I actually have like really oh like taken to is this one. It's politeness is sometimes a great tax upon sincerity. That's by Char- Charlotte Lennox. Can you say that again? Yeah. Politeness is sometimes a great tax upon sincerity. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love quotes that when you, when you see them or, and you read them that you, you, they touch your heart, but then you have to like, okay, I need to journal about what that actually means to me. Yes, you have to mull it over. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And and that is one that like, I read it the first time and I was like, oh yeah, okay. But then as I've continued to like think about it and read it, I'm like, oh, that's, that's a lot more deep than I originally thought when I read it mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes so it's full of like just wonderful quotes by of, from women and I, that's honestly one of my favorite parts about it is just reading those quotes well I'll put that into the show notes because I mean we can all use our journals and I've got I've got them all over the place in my in my office <laughs> I totally understand <laughs> so now I was going to talk about mindset and we've we've actually touched on that, you know, throughout our conversation. But do you have like I don't know, two, three, four tips around cultivating a positive mindset? Yeah. So I was actually really thinking about this cuz I'm like, okay, what are what are some of my like top tips? <laughs> and the couple that I that I was thinking about the most, uh, one is I always go back to gratitude. And I know that is preached and talked about so many times, but there's a reason it's preached and talked about so many times. When you can train your mind to focus on gratitude, the more you have to be grateful for. And so like in my journal that I created, you start and end your day with writing three things you're grateful for. And so when you start actually focusing on things to be grateful for, the more you start to notice. And when you're noticing good things, when you're noticing things to be grateful for, you can't help but be more positive. It's just a natural, a natural thing that happens when you start to notice things that you're grateful for. And when you start out, it can be really simple. Like it can be a, I woke up today. Or a, it was really pretty outside today. And I was, and I'm grateful that it was pretty. Like it can be really small things starting out and then you'll start to notice more and more things. And so that like, that is one of my number one things is start with gratitude. Even if you don't like want to buy this journal, like if you just need to start at home with a pencil, with a pen and a notepad, just write down things, three things you're grateful for every day. And just doing that, just, it makes such a huge difference in your life. It just really does. Um, and then 
the next thing that I was thinking about for a positive mindset, it may not seem to connect, but it really does. You have to figure out what brings you joy. Mm. And that's actually, that's another thing I incorporated into Empress Journal. Before you start the journal at the very beginning, at the very front of it, you actually take time to, to write down things that bring you joy. And I, I think I tell you to take 10 minutes thinking about what brings you joy. And some people don't know what brings them joy. And if you don't know what brings you joy, then how are you supposed to do those things? And so that to me is you have to be able to figure out what brings you joy and then actively do those things. Because how on earth are you going to be positive? How are you going to be happy if you're not doing things that bring you joy? If you're constantly doing things for other people, but not for you, how are you going to keep moving forward for yourself? And it can be really mundane things. Figure out things that will help you get through the annoying mundane things that you have to do. Like, I love listening to music. I love to sing to music. And so while I'm doing dishes, I'll put on some music that I can sing to. Or I will put on a show that I've been wanting to watch so I can watch a show while I'm cleaning and cooking. Like It's just little things that you can incorporate into your life that just make things more joyful for you to do. And like, I know, I know that kind of goes into self care, but it really, I think all goes into positivity and being able to have that positive outlook is when you're filling yourself up and taking care of yourself and making sure you're joyful, then you're going to be more positive just naturally. Absolutely. And you know what, Kayleen, you're absolutely right. If you don't know what brings you joy and joy is probably different for all of us. Yes. And just taking that time to ev- to to journal on and even ask yourself that question. And that's because a lot of the this particular series has been on self-awareness as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so just asking yourself that very simple question, what does joy mean to me? What brings me joy? Just is also bringing that self-awareness to, to that positive mindset. Yep. And I, I saw a quote, and I believe it was Jerome Braggs that talked about self-love as a lifestyle. It's not a one and done type thing. Yes. You, to see the results, you need to do it and basically do it daily. Yeah. And I know that's that, that's hard for for people, but I love that 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 it's not one and done. It's yeah. something you keep doing for yourself to fill yourself back yep. up. Mhm. Oh yeah. Well, and one of the other th- reasons I think it's really important to know all of those things is it can kind of change. What brings what brought me joy as a teenager is not the same thing that brings me joy now as a 32-year-old. And so that's why it has to be this constant thing. It's it's not one and done. It's just not because it's a constantly changing thing that we have to figure out because we're constantly changing. We're changing. We're human beings who changed constantly. And so we have to figure out what's changing within us and how can we make sure that we're still bringing ourselves joy amongst all these changes. And I also think as we're going through our different seasons, yeah. that that for example, joy and what brings us joy is going to change as well. 
Oh yeah. There are, there are seasons of my life where just sitting on the couch and watching a TV show with my husband brings me immense joy. And there are other seasons of my life where I'm like, heck no, I need to get outside. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So yes, I think you're absolutely right. So when did you realize that no is a very powerful, beautiful, essential word? I think I saw that on your website. Yeah. So it took a while to get to that point. And it's actually funny. Like, it's also one of my tips for a positive mindset. I was going to say boundaries Mm. is another tip for positive mindset. And the power of no (laughs) is right in there. Um, It took me a really long time to get to that point. This is like a whole other story that I won't really go into because it would be a whole nother episode. Um, But so I was raised in a very strict religion and saying no was like kind of frowned upon. Like if you were asked to do something, saying no wasn't even really an option. You just did it. And so I did. Like I lived the majority of my life just doing whatever I could to please other people. And if I was asked to do something, I would figure out a way to do it, even if it was a great tax on me. But back in, I think it was about 2017. No, 2000. Yeah. The end of 2017, 2018 timeframe. That was when my husband got me the journal that I, cause I was like, I want to, I feel like I'm stuck. I need to move forward. I need something to keep me like, to just get out of where I'm at. And that was when I started going, leaning into feminism, feminism also like the way I was raised in a small farming community with a very strict religion. Feminism was like a bad thing. And so one of the things that I did, one of the goals that I had in 2018 was to read, I don't know, it was like 14 books in 13. I can't remember. I read a bunch of books. I read a ton of books. Needless to say, I I read a ton of books and I made sure that they were all by women. Every single book I read was by women. And so I leaned into the feminism aspect of things. And one of the things that I learned about over and over again was you ha- you can say no. And it's okay to say no, because you have to take care of yourself. And if that means saying no, that's perfectly acceptable. And so I started trying to actually incorporate that into my life. And so if something, if I could tell that something was just going to be too much for me to handle, I figured out how to politely say no. When I started to do that, I was like, oh, that felt really good. <laughs> that felt really, really good. And there were times when I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. I can do that. Not a problem. But there were other times where I was like, you know what? I just have so much going on right now. I can't do that. I can't add that to my plate. I can help you find someone who can, but I can't. And that starting was so good. But then that no led into other areas of life. So it wasn't just if you got asked to do something, it was a, no, you're actually not good for me. Like you're not benefiting my life. You're not contributing to my life in a good and healthy way. So you don't get to be a part of it right now. Mm -hmm. And being able to start saying, no, that's not what I want in my life 
was also really helpful. And so I also cut people out of my lives. And some of those people have come back in because they grew and I grew and we were able to like come back together in a much more positive and healthy way. Like even my sister, I like, I cut out one of my sisters and she totally understands why. And like, and now we have a really good relationship again, but that was the power of saying, no, you don't get to be in my life right now was we were able to do a lot of growing separately. So when we were ready to come back together, we could do it in a healthier way. And so I just, the power of no, just if you've never been allowed to say no in your entire life, and then you start to say, no, I'm in, I'm in control of my life. I'm the one in control, not anyone else. I am. When you can start saying no to things and setting those boundaries, a whole new world opens up for you. And it takes time. Like, it took me a long time for me to be able to say no. And I would have to like psych myself up for it. It wasn't one of those things where I could just sit and be like, Oh, you know, I really can't do that. It was a, okay, can I do this? Can I make this work? No, no, I just, I just really can't like, I can't do that. Okay. So now I have to say no. Okay. How, how do I tell them that I, I can't do it? How do I, how do I do this? And it was sitting there mulling it over for hours, sometimes days, trying to figure out how to like incorporate this no or this boundary. And it's gotten a lot easier. Now it's a, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I actually really can't do that right now. This is what I can do. Or uh, maybe reach out to this person. Maybe they can help. Or it's a, you know, I don't think that us communicating right now is a good idea. Maybe we should take a break for a while. And it's so much easier for me to just do that now versus when I first started doing it. That message was so powerful because so many women need to hear that. I mean, because my podcast is really geared towards women, but I mean, it's really, everybody needs to hear that. Yeah. But the women who will be listening really, I feel like need to hear that. And I, I'm in Florida. So, you know, and grew up in you know, Louisiana and Mississippi and the South and everything. And mm-hmm. so being, I'm doing air quotes, here, yeah. good girl, people pleasing, not saying no, you know. That Southern charm that, kind yes. of thing. <laughs> so yes, it's took me a very long time to get to that place as well. Yeah, but it's so important. It's important. Powerful yes. message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes right into the self-care thing. Like, I absolutely think that saying no and setting boundaries is a huge part of self-care. Yeah. You know, and I saw on your Facebook that you took a break in May Mm -hmm. and I would love to talk about that in terms of self-care because I also took a break in the summer and did not um, do any interviews because I just needed that break and it was okay for me to do that. Yes. I, we just had so much going on. Like, so I jumped back into the workforce this past January. So after seven years of just being stay at home mom, I jumped back into the workforce full time in January. And that was a huge shift because we have now we have a seven year old, four year old and two year old. And my husband switched to being the stay at home parent. So our lives completely 
<laughs> did a huge flip in January. And at the same time that I was jumping into this, I also was taking a class to get an HR management certificate. But I was also trying to keep my podcast up and going. And like, there was just so much going on. And I also had COVID in December. And I'm a long hauler. And so among all of these things, I was also having physical problems. And so in May, it just kind of was like, I, I need a break. Like mm-hmm. I, I have to put something down. And my podcast is the one thing I can put down right now. Cause I can't just put mothering down. <laughs> I can't <laughs> put my job down. Like it was like the only thing that I have right now to just put down for a minute is my podcast. And so that's why I did it is I just was like, I, for me, for my physical and mental and emotional health, because I think they're all wrapped up into one, I have to, I have to put something on hold for a second. And so that's what I did. I was like, Hey, my podcast is going to have to take a little break. And that was really good. And then I ended up having to like, kind of shift things around and take a little bit more of a break because then at the end of May, we found out that we were going to move into a different apartment which was like a really, really good thing because our apartment that we moved out of was a dump. Like seriously, like people should not ever have to live in an apartment like what we were living in. Um, And so then we were moving and all of that stuff combined just was so intense. I'm like, I can't keep up with this. And that was okay. It was okay that I couldn't keep up with it. And I had to just be like, it's fine. The people who really care about my podcast, the listeners who really care they're going to understand. They're going to have some empathy with for me and they're going to give me some grace to just take that break. And if people are really bothered by it, that's not on me, but it was really good and I, it needed to happen. And yeah. Yeah. And when you take breaks like that, you come back refreshed and excited, yes. you know, about, you know, what's next on the podcast. Exactly. It was during my break that I came up with, oh, self-care. We're going to do a self-care series. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think taking those breaks, it's so helpful in the long run. It's so, so helpful. Kayleen, I didn't realize that we were, we had gone we're 46 minutes I and I don't, mean to take up so much of your time. But this has been so good. <laughs> I have loved this. Thank you. <laughs> so what would you tell your 18 year old self about the season of life you're in right now? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And it's so it's so hard because this season of life that I'm in is so extremely different from anything I had thought was going to happen as an 18 year old. So many things have changed. And I, I think that all I would really be able to tell my 18 year old self would be, you are strong and you're going to go through a lot of stuff and you are always going to come back out on the other side, even better than you were before. Ah, beautiful. So we all need to hear at 18 and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell our listeners how to find you on social media, your website? I'll put all of it into the show notes, but 
Yeah, it's honestly scars we share everywhere. <laughs> We've tried to make it as easy as possible. So the website is scarsweshare.com on Facebook, Scars We Share. I think it might have podcasts in it, but Scars We Share podcast, there's a Facebook page and a Facebook group that's a private group. Um, I don't know that I have Twitter, but I have Instagram and it's Scars We Share. And I'm even on TikTok that scars we share. So like if you search scars we share, I'm like the whole first page of Google that shows up. So <laughs> all right. It's well, easy to find. <laughs> I'll make sure all that is in the show notes. And again, thank you. I have loved this seriously. This has been fantastic. Thank you. I absolutely loved doing this with you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to come along on this journey with me and you are ready and you are brave enough and excited about new possibilities, or as I like to call it, an inner revolution, you are in the right place. If you want to know what an inner revolution could look like for you, I only have three spots available for a discovery call. No pressure to work with me at all. Let's chat and get to know each other. Email me at cindy at cynthiamacmillan.com. Are you ready to make a choice, take action, and stand fully in your power? Friend, this is your life. Reclaim it.